Sacred Teachings, the original podcast series. Wisdom of the Land, Path to the Stronghold, Dismantling Racism, Stolen, Stories of Suicide, and Light, the Other Pandemic. Listen, Learn, Share. Zago, Scanning I'm Ginny Doctor, and this episode. It's me again, here at Six Nations. The indigenous churches, before the missionaries really came into our communities, it was uh, lay readers, catechists, and others who brought the message and uh, hymn singing and other things and shared the good news with people and really helped bring an indigenous form of Anglicanism to the people. That's the voice of Mark MacDonald. He's the National Anglican Indigenous Archbishop in Canada. Now, given the terrible damage done by Christian churches to Indigenous families and communities, don't worry if Mark's title seems a bit confusing. Not only can one be Anglican and Indigenous, but there is an Indigenous Anglican Church. Hi, I'm Peter Downey. In this episode of The Season of Ginny, we're going to take a closer look at her abiding love for and her commitment to her Anglican faith and to the birth of the Indigenous Anglican Church. I want to start by telling you a little story. When we travel to events like this, there's a lot of preparation we have to do. And I started thinking about this last week. What do I have to take? What do I have to do to get there with a good spirit? And it dawned on me that I had altar linens that I had not taken care of. And I knew that we would need them here. So fortunately, I had at least washed them, but I didn't iron them. And that's because I don't like to iron. So I put it off. And then Saturday morning I was sitting there thinking, I said, oh, the linens. And I got them out and I started to to do them. And it came upon me that I was doing something that my grandmother taught me to do a long time ago. And it brought back wonderful memories of her ministry in the church and how important that was to many people. And then as I began to to do more ironing, I started to think about all of our people who have passed on. All of our people who have brought us to this day. And I began to think, this is why we have to go on for them. To live into their vision is something that we will never ever forget and something that we must do. 
I wanted to share that story with you because it's time to pass it on. We have young people here and we have to equip them to do this ministry. That's Ginny speaking at the Sacred Circle in 2018. Sacred Circle is a gathering of Indigenous Anglicans from across Canada. They've been meeting every three years since 1988. Now, many projects have emerged from these meetings, but the main goal is a fully realized, self-determining Indigenous Anglican Church. In the past, I think in the back of my mind, I was thinking it was a group dy dynamic. Right now, I'm more apt to think it's a miraculous dynamic in that um, there's really no good human reason or any group dynamic. Uh, everybody's exhausted. They're exhausted by isolation, by quarantine, by bad news, by grief. Many of these communities have faced an epidemic of suicide in their communities. And they're coming together with no good reason at all. They're hoping. And the only thing that I, I can really find to explain it is God. So God and their incredible capacity to believe in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Certainly, there's great courage there and great resilience. When Mark McDonald talks about resilience and courage, he's talking about the generations of Indigenous Anglicans who have dreamed and planned and prayed for a self-determining Indigenous Anglican Church. A close friend and colleague of Ginny's, Elder Donna Bombury, has been deeply involved in this work for many years. She was working with Ginny on a draft of the Constitution for the Indigenous Church when Ginny passed away suddenly in May of 2021. I spoke with Donna recently about Ginny and her dedication to this work. Over the years, many of us saw the inequitable relationship Indigenous peoples had within the Anglican Church. Um, it wasn't a priority to develop our leadership. There was no resources put aside for Indigenous communities in developing the ministry. Our clergy uh, leadership, non-stipendary. They didn't have the uh, resources for further education, for skill development. And what was available and, and normal for the rest of the church was more difficult for Indigenous leadership to access. Like coming south to city centres, to the major colleges for further study and development. It, it was a hardship because Indigenous people are uh, people of community and family and to uproot and leave them behind and, and to go south was a difficult commitment to make. Ginny was all for developing further education and study resources to be mobile and come to the community to broaden education and, and leadership development among the lay people also. You know, that was her passions, was make things accessible and equitable for Indigenous people within the church. Certainly, like growing this Indigenous ministry cannot have been easy. Can, can, no. You know, with the resistance that I'm sure was there. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, it took someone like Vinny and you, I guess, to mm. to push it forward. Um, did, was she ever frustrated by sort of how long it was taking? Oh yes, oh yes, she <laughs> she would express that uh, for sure. Uh, and she wasn't afraid to express it where its governance and leadership gathered to make decisions. She wasn't afraid to express it also, the frustration, because she lived it with the people. And she knew their needs and she knew what her needs were to be a good minister to them. So she wasn't afraid to express it. From her earlier days in New York State, she used to run um, a center for Indigenous peoples. So she knew how in the urban communities, what services and resources are lacking for Indigenous peoples to be able to access. So she was a fighter back then. And she carried that through, as was her passion, into the ministry when she went to Alaska, lived in isolation, and tried to revitalize a community and its ministry when the church had left them behind, forgotten them, was probably ready to walk away. She valued the people and uh, she loved them and so would fight for them. And she knew that many other people and places were in need of resources and attention also. Her passion continued that way to seek those out and she wasn't afraid to express it. This is the moment when we really enact, enable, and become relatives together. And this is something that, you know, we're not just church members. We're not just the hapless victims of colonization. We are making a positive uh, step uh, towards grabbing our, our own ministry, our own uh, way of being, and we're we're pushing away from certain things and embracing other things and uh, and embracing one another in the whole thing. And I think that uh, um, people, even though, you know, there's some of the nuts and bolts, people are saying, well, this nut should go there and this bolt should go there. And maybe there's too much wordiness here. Um, I think that nevertheless, people are capturing the dream that's Mark at the Sacred Circle in July 2021. The constitution that Ginny and others worked so hard to draft was presented and embraced by the gathering. Mark was deeply aware of Ginny's presence and her absence at this very sacred, sacred circle. She's missed in everything. Everybody has mentioned her many, many times. Her absence is a presence, but her preparation is also a presence. I think that this is really her sacred circle. People are really, in a wonderful way, responding to it. It's it's Jenny's voice. It's like she's uh, talking to us in our language. I feel very honored to be a part of it. it feels like a love letter to someone who is, is called to her people. There's a lot of information and a lot to digest. Good, a lot of good, good hard work, I would say. 
Thank you, Ginny, for giving us more work, eh? <laughs> She's laughing. Well, I read it out to the group, and I can just hear her voice as I was saying almost each and every word, and it just, like, it kind of brings her spirit and me back to life and the mentorship and the guidance she gave us. So just take a moment of quiet reflection. Our Father and our Creator, we are grateful for the intersections of life's paths, for the things that they offer to us and for the gifts that they bring. Most especially in this moment, we pause to give you thanks for the faith, life, work and dedication of Jenny Doctor, whose fingerprints we see throughout this document that is before us. We thank you for our heart, for us, your first people in this land, for our heart for Jesus, and for the way she was able to bring those two things together through her life and ministry. We honor her this day, and we rejoice in the knowledge that she is rejoicing upon a different shore. May we continue by your grace and through the power of your spirit to follow after her good example. These things we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In episode seven of the season of Ginny, we're going to experience the depth and the power of Ginny the preacher. I'm Peter Downey. Thanks for listening.